You're listening to Spartan Up Podcast. We're going to interview somebody every week from all over the world and see what they did in their life to become successful, no matter how they defined it. Let's go. All right, here we are once again in the barn at lovely Pittsfield. As it was before, it is still raining outside. Same as um, it ever was. Same as it ever was, again. And I am still Colonel Nye. And once again, I am joined by Joe DeSena, Johnny Waite, and Sephra. And today's interview, we're talking about Mark Van Muser, who is a Tony Robbins life coach. He's the uh, Tony Robbins life coach. He's, he's the number one cat. He's excellent. All right, well, I, we'll hear what he's got to say, and then I guess we'll talk about whether he's excellent or not when it's over. Fantastic. You're, right. you're skeptical. I, I, not of him, uh, of the concept of a life coach. I, we'll see. All right. All right. I, I managed to get through life without one. <laughs> Unless you're calling it, you know, parents, wife, mentor, mentor, elder. whatever. But okay. I'm rolling. We are here in San in sunny San Diego, Spartan Up the Podcast with Mark von Muser. Is that German? Austrian. Austrian. I did a I did an Ironman in Austria. Nice. He is the director of coaching for Anthony Robbins. <laughs> Let's just let's put it right here. Anthony Robbins coaching, vision, action, results. Sign up when you're ready. How's there you that? Go. So tell me, what does the director of coaching do? The director of coaching does is to help create an army of coaches that are helping people turn their dreams into the realities, helping them move past their blind spots, what's been stopping them from turning those dreams, making them something that they're proud of and that they're actually living. Most people are living significantly below their potential and we just help them realize that potential and I make sure our coaches deliver. And how long have you been doing this or how long has this division of, of Tony Robbins? A lot of us know Tony Robbins yeah. from the tapes. Yeah, Tony's right? actually been in the self-development and human realization, if you will, for well over 35 years. Worked with over 50 million people. Uh, coaching has worked with, oh, I believe, over a million people. And uh, what's unique about Tony though is he was excited to see a result, but he also was curious about why. Why did this person do it? Very much like you. Why did that person finish when another guy with more talent did not? And what, so, what did he find? Um, well, part of it is what you're finding too. It's that inner why. If a person has a big enough why, they can do everything. Then, if in other uh, words, in other words, if I'm saving my kid that correct. that's under the car, that's a good enough why to lift the car. Correct. If, if I'm just going out there because we're probably not getting it done. Yeah, Tony found that. That success is not a matter of resources. It doesn't matter if you're born poor. doesn't matter if you're born rich. The finish line will be determined to 80% psychology, 20% mechanics. Most of the colleges, most of the world is teaching in only the mechanics. This is how you run. This is how you train. This is how you lift. But at the end of the day, to cross the finish line for a Spartan race, to do a triathlon, you have to have a big why. And that why will show up every day leading up to that event to make sure you're training and you're training intelligently. So once you have your why, then you backload it with intelligent inspired action. And then you can model a fast way to speed up the process. Don't reinvent the wheel. Find somebody that's living the life you want, model and replicate what they're doing and you'll be able to do it. Why can't some people find the why? Uh, partly because they don't look for it. Most people are so conditioned thinking that sus somehow there's a pill, there is a special course, there's one thing I'm missing, when in reality, human potential is unlimited. And there's a power and a fire within every single person that if they can tap it, there's nothing they cannot do. And if you look at Tony as a perfect example, Tony was a kid that 
he was like the student body president in high school, got kicked out of his house, sleeping on his uncle's couch, and was cleaning, cleaning banks from 12 o'clock at night till 3 in the morning on school nights. But that allowed him to build intestinal fortitude to realize this is not the life I want to live. And through a series of, of whatever, when you study people that became hyper-successful, you will find out there is a drive. Even, um, but that drive you're saying is driven by the why. Correct. And, and so when I'm, I, I have a why, you have a why, Tony clearly has a why. Seven billion people on Earth, 6.9 of them probably don't have a why. Correct, and that's why they're living below their means. Right, but how do, that's the, so the real question becomes, how do you get them... Hire us as a coach. <laughs> it's, that, it's that simple. It's that simple. All right, interview's over. Yeah, no. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. ways that people I, can identify a why. We've got some women here that are saying they know how. How? <laughs> oh, you want to get hired. <laughs> so the other... To identify a why, though, you can yeah. look for things that, as, as Tony says, or life says, that juice you. Meaning, what would you do if money was not the driver? If you could do anything today. Yeah, if you would... could do, if every single job paid the exact same amount of money, what, what would, you, would do? you do? It's a great question. And what would you do, for example, where time stands still? When you've been, for example, I, I found the way I found mine was, I would make a crap load of money in real estate, and as soon as I had enough money... I would stop selling and I would go teach other people how to do it for free because I was worried about them not providing for their family. So I'd show them how to do it. And all of a sudden, I got so much energy and juice out of that, the only reason I was selling is to refine my skill set. And then I'd go teach it for free. So I found in my process, I was doing that for free and I loved it. I felt like I was on purpose and I was alive. And all of us have that within it. So first question is, what juices you? What do you love to do? Where do you feel like I made a difference? Before we answer that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a minute, and I'm going to learn how to sell real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not sitting still while you listen. If you are, you better get a burpee break in. All right, so we're back. You're going to teach us how to um, buy and sell real estate. Is that what you did? Sure. You bought and sell real estate? So those late-night TV guys, who give me... Did they help you? Oh yeah, there's. I've been went to all of those. I had actually spent over a hundred thousand dollars on training Be before you even before I got to Tony. Way where did you get the hundred thousand? I just worked at waited tables. I worked in real estate in the day. I waited tables at night. Everything I made, I was going to a seminar, buying a book. Period. It, who was who I was did. who was one of the guys you? Um, well, the funny ones that I went to. I mean, there was Dave Del Dotto, If you remember Dave, Dave made a fortune and then lost it, and I believe spent time in prison. There was Al Lowry. There was. Um, who are some of the other guys? There's so many Tell of them. Tell me about the Tom Vu guy. Oh, yeah, Tom Vu. So, Tom Vu seminar. Come to my seminar. You get women like I have. Look at my boat. Look how rich I am. You're not rich. You're lazy. Come to my seminar. You get rich in money like me. And were they, making, were they making money actually buying and selling real estate? Or were they making money? Seminars. Seminars. So, now, in, there's a couple things on that. Yes, there were a few that actually did make money um, that did it. However, the money in the seminars was significantly more. The other thing that shifted was the market where they made their money was no longer the same. Right. So, yes, it worked 10 years ago when they did it. Now they've done 10 years, but their systems would not work going back 10 years. Right. There's only one or two that actually were, were really effective. And, and Because prices went up. And, yeah. And, right. Yeah. It, the equity lines, the credit requirement. You know, right. in the old days, there was guys showing you how to use credit cards to use that money to then buy a house, flip it, and get out of it and pay back the card and make a bunch of money. Got it. Uh, but one of the myths I would say, too, is that, that the people have made a fortune selling a magic pill. And the real magic pill is simply that pet personal power within you. 
when people are willing to commit to an outcome and stop qualifying and looking, always looking over your shoulder for something easier, the path is a lot easier than you even thought. Yeah. But people make it so hard because they're, oh God, is there a pill? Is there something easier? Is there something where I can make more money in less time? My father, my, we grew up in a neighborhood that was all organized crime. And my father used to say, they do so much work trying to beat the system. Yep. If they would just apply it to the system, they'd do five times better. That's right. And start with committing to pay whatever price success asks of you. Don't question the price of success. Pay it and pay it gladly. And you That's will a great want, sentence. Yeah. It'll come yeah. to you in droves. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll also find it doesn't matter if you're training for a triathlon. And in, in one of our clients, amazing young lady, she's dropped 150 pounds from a lady who couldn't swim. She was over three to 400 pounds. She's now done a triathlon. Think about that. Somebody that didn't know how to swim, 300 pounds or something, and, and, and now she's doing a triathlon. She committed. Yes. She found her why, and she right. started driving. So the only thing that's impossible is what you think is impossible. Right. What if there was no impossibility other than that? And that's yeah. a fun way to live is, you know, if somebody wants wealth, well, then it, then it. Well, then it, um, it builds on itself, right? Because, because you start feeling healthier. Right, you start feeling purposeful, and then you're probably doing more. You start to get more of a fire in your belly, and then everything just starts to work. It's one of the reasons I love Spartan as well. Spartan is is what Mark Devine, another friend of yours, yeah. talks about, is a crucible event, meaning it's almost impossible to find out what's really in the tank unless you challenge it. And so, if you look at people's lives as a scale of one to a hundred, hundred is complete self-actualization, meaning you've mastered your physical, emotional intuitive, your mental, as well as integrated all of that. Most people will live zero to 20. That's where life is comfortable. But you, in order to grow, you need to push that 20 barrier and get up to 25 or 30. You do those through something like Spartan, where if it doesn't scare you and it's not a challenge, then what, you're not building muscle. Sure. Muscle is built when you're pushing yourself past what you can do. And that's what I love about Spartan is it's helping to get people off the couch. And uncomfortable. And, and uncomfortable and right. challenging them to find a better a stronger depth of strength they didn't know was within them. So what would you say to the people out there that are um, maybe a little nervous? About Spartan? Anything. Spartan. Celebrate it. If, if you're nervous, and, it, and it's like one of the challenges we're doing with the coaches this year is they're going to be the Spartan races. We're going to do the Spartan races. and hang, hang on one second. Were you wiping your nose or, or, or are we getting near the end? No, I'm good. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> so the, the, that challenge, though, is if it does not challenge you, yeah. It's like, would you go to the gym right now and lift those little purple weights? For you, no. They no. aren't going to help no, you the, build I muscle. I do the greens. Yeah, exactly, because okay. you've moved up. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, those little two-pound weights are not going to do, do anything. No, I agree. I so, agree with that. So for somebody, if they're nervous, first, again, connect why are you doing it. Why am I going to do this? Is it going to? Well, some people would say, why the hell would I do that? Are you talking about Spartan or go after something Anything. crazy? Anything, Ironman, Spartan, Marathon, whatever it may be, right? I mean... Uh, if we have a million people a year doing this and there's 7 billion people on earth, there's a lot of people. Not doing that it. Are, yeah, that are not doing it, that are saying, why, why, that's stupid. Why would I do that? For me, I it's, mean, it's not, it's, if you think about it, society, it's not logical. to correct. Why would you put yourself, everything we do is make ourselves comfortable, make things right. more tidy, organized, clean. I would say to, to build the human spirit. Because in order to build the human spirit, though, human spirit is not built without challenge, and, and it's the same as muscle resistance. Well, there's also the human spirit needs to be built and developed. You will not do that playing it safe. The other part I would ask is, why would you not? 
you only have one go around, and most people that we talk to are bored to death. They played it safe. They followed the rules. They went to college. I'm not knocking college. I've got several degrees. And that's a million people that are somewhat successful if they're hiring you as a coach. That is correct. And you're seeing most of them are playing yeah, it safe. Yeah, even millionaires and billionaires. Right. They're like, they get to that plateau where they've made $10, $100 million, and they're like, now what? Right. And they're bored to death. And so what if part of it, you to identify and connect to who you truly are, you have to get uncomfortable. Yeah, what was it? A uh, rite of passage. Yeah. We, we, right? Our culture doesn't have one. That is correct. And, and uh, wouldn't it be awesome if everybody had to go through and push themselves and just see what they're made of? Yep. Find your breaking point. Yeah. And then, you know, we recently, we, last year, we took a bunch of coaches and we crossed the Grand Canyon. Um, we went rim, hiked all the way across, 27 miles across, and then came back the next day. Nice. And it was interesting because you won't know what your breaking point is until you go for it. Right. But to train for that and to get there, it took everybody's life to another level. They became better husbands, better wives, better coaches, better people. They found a depth of empathy they didn't know existed. They found a depth of their own strength they did not know because it hurt. When you're, I think, what was it, six, eight miles in on a 14-mile hike and you're carrying someone else's pack and yeah. your legs and you haven't even started the hard part, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, but when test. you get done you now have a new version of yourself that you did not know existed. And you've moved that, that threshold. Correct. Right. And then you're also now inspiring everyone else in your life. Yeah. So, um, but you only have one go around. And like I, I was I like, I like to say that. You and I think alike. Um, yeah, suck right? the juice out of life. Yeah. Go live it. You know, get off the couch. Go do something. So, you know, and I love the Spartan races, as I was telling you. I remember I got all excited because of something you told me about that. I'm, I can't wait to do that one, too. Yeah, all right. <laughs> And um, what, what's your favorite exercise for, for the uh, 4 million plus Spartans out there that are... I, I love martial arts, but right now training for, for Kakor, I love all of it. And that's somebody else asked me, how long should I run? How long should I lift weights? How long? I said, till you love it. doesn't matter if you're running. It doesn't matter if you're lifting. It doesn't matter if you're doing martial arts. It will be uncomfortable and be painful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You start out, get off the couch, go run a mile, your lungs are going to burn, your legs are going to feel like lead, you're going to ask yourself a thousand times, why am I doing this? Keep doing it within a year, you will love it. And the same thing with lifting weights. And it was like we just rucksacked you know, up a hill. It hurt. But the third time we did it, we're like, oh my God, I can't believe I used to bitch about this. Right. And where else in life does that show up? Now when you go to business, you're the guy there that still has grit after a 16-hour meeting. You're the guy that can still think creatively when everybody else is mentally done. You've got endurance. And that's what yeah. separates the winners from the losers. You're awesome. How could people um, get coached by you? Great or question. I would say um, uh, probably send us, I'm trying to think of what the best way to do it is. Probably they send, should run to you somewhere. Like Just yeah. give them an address. They've got to. I know. Well, um, I would say, too, is to go ahead and send us an email to lifecoaching at tonyrobbins.com. Got it. Life coaching at TonyRobbins.com, attention mark. And I'll make sure that you get specifically handled, and it's MERC too. Um, but send it, and I'll make sure that we get somebody that will give you a free coaching session, a one-on-one -on -one to help you clarify where you are in life, what's working, clarify what your dreams are, and help you close the gap. Love it. Because that's really what coaching is. Yeah. Show you where you are, because most people can't even read a map. Right. And certainly of their life, they don't know what's preventing them, so they don't, they're taking action, but they're not intentional. They're not, they're not, they're not getting anywhere. Correct. And they're, they're not getting circles. the result they want. And most people have honestly given up. So if you can re-spark that and let them know it's not over, that's when life gets fun again.
so yeah, that was that was a phenomenal uh, example of what's made Tony Robbins so successful. And obviously, it's translated down to this guy. He talks a lot about the idea of visualizing and feeling. And you know, oh, he had YouTube going through that uh, that meditation. If you were listening to this and you're not watching it, actually go on YouTube and watch this one, and you'll actually see Joe, Joe, Joe meditating. It's pretty cool. Um, but you know, Colonel, I mentioned about. Um, about life coaching and saying I've gotten through life without a life coach and I'd suggest that you actually were in a structure where it was inherent where you would have mentors based on moving up the ranks and things like mm -hmm. that and there were, I'm thinking that we're probably always were people that you had a coaching relationship with even if you didn't call it that and so I love that his thinking is that if you want to succeed in business in life and whatever you may not be in a structure that has inherent coaching built into it and it's funny I, I come from a different angle with this one because that's actually what I did before I started working with Joe is was a professional life coach and um, I didn't know that one. <laughs> that, that's okay. That's, that's okay. going to affect the dynamic here for sure. It's doing great. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I just have seen where there's so many people who they they're not clear on what they want, and I've seen this come up again and again and again this season in in, in these interviews is. Um, getting clear on what you want and then having somebody hold you accountable to getting there. And in the military, you know, you have an objective and you have a plan, but in life, most people don't have an objective. They don't have a plan. They just go through life just wandering. So to me, that was the key to his whole thing mm -hmm. was I'm going to help you get crystal clear on what you want He's and then I'm going to help why. you put your focus there. And uh, so from whether it's a life coach or a mentor or a friend or a boss, I think that we all need somebody to help us, to help us do that. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with that. I, yeah. I guess it's, I don't know. Maybe it was just the term, yeah, but, sure. but yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I, everything you just said, I agree with. I don't yeah. think anybody makes it by themselves mm -hmm. and you have to, and he talked about modeling yourself on successful people. Yeah. And I think that's correct. And I think, and you've said this many times about being the average of your five friends and stuff, but you should always, at least I always did intentionally place myself in a pack that can run faster than I can. And I'm not just talking physically run, but mm -hmm. smarter guys, bigger guys, stronger wrestlers, guys. Wrestlers, right? You whatever. Are, well, like, like here, for example, clearly. <laughs> exactly. well, I'll tell you what, I am trying to keep up. <laughs> it was several vocabulary. I'm still trying to remember uvulation <laughs> or whatever it was. But Alluvial <laughs> soil is very good. You, you so, but, but I, I, so, so that's the key, though. Yeah. I mean, is that I think you, you do, you look at how other people made it, how they made themselves successful, and then you take things from them. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, not everybody can see that for themselves. So if somebody else is out there that will illuminate that path for them, I guess it's a good thing. Every road I've taken that's been better has been because there's been someone there that's been, for lack of a better term, a coach. Sure. Mentor. Mm -hmm. and, um, and you'd be surprised because older people just want someone to ask them right. for help. And the young people don't tend to ask. Speaking so, of the young people. Respecting the elders. <laughs> what do the trees oh, do out there in the, in the woods? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, something that he says is live your dreams. Most people live significantly below their potential. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true. And I think if there aren't people that are celebrating you, you know, even in times like my twin brother goes in disaster relief zones. And uh, this is a random story. But, um, you know, they think they've lost everything. They have nothing that, you know, they don't have any resource. He brings them stuffed animals, right? It seems like, uh, but which gives them happiness, gives them joy. And then they start to re-remember, I still have something to give, right? Because I, mm -hmm. I can still move. I can still help build things. And if you change that, like, lack to a surplus, if you kind of do a paradigm shift and you allow people to say, like, these are your dreams. These are the gifts that you have. Don't think about what's limiting you. Think about what's propelling you and what, what's inspiring you and what, what resources and elders you do have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and when you You're say, why. and we say what else you do have, and you had started to mention about the idea, always ask for help. 
mm-hmm. because people, especially people who've already achieved success, they want so badly to give something and to be relevant. So, you know, it's another example where your brother's able to go and give something. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone wants to contribute. And so don't be afraid to ask for help because there'll always be somebody to help you. But, and, well, just if I may add quickly, I mean, like when you go there, there's a lot of these relief organizations that are like, here are all the water bottles. And they're like, we have no idea how to distribute it. And so it's finding that like... Um, like the indigenous capacity, right? And so what he does is he finds the people who already are, have the churches and already have the community built around them and distributes it to them, right? So instead of doubling your work and doing things and just kicking yourself in the face or foot, whatever the thing is, um, find the people that are already doing the work that you need help with and connect with them. And they're going to, like the mycelium, oh, well, you don't like my adages? Oh, they're a little confused. Kicking, 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 kicking yourself in the foot. <laughs> I know, I'm a but, linguist. Hey, what can uh, I say? You know, we talked last time a lot about Colonel Interactive Corner. I think I have a new feature, and it's going to be mm. Sephra's Glossary. We're going to have a glossary <laughs> on the website with all the, word. all the words idea. like indigenous capacity <laughs> that Sephra uses that the rest of us have to reach for our dictionaries. We will put a glossary on. It's going to be called Sephra's Word. Neologism. <laughs> ne- oh. I make up my own words, and people always say, Sephra, it's not a word. I go, actually, I'm a neologist, because then you sound smarter, and can you make up your own words. You so, guys can so, all use that. So uh, being the professional segwayer, <laughs> if you want to see Sephra look smart, <laughs> tune, in, try. tune in again to SpartanUpPodcast.com and uh, go to Sephra's glossary and see the neologist Neologians. Oh, neologist. Very good. All right. I like it. For show notes, video, and audio of this episode, visit SpartanUpPodcast.com backslash 046. Thank you for listening to another epic story of success. Get more at SpartanUpPodcast.com or follow us on Twitter at SpartanUpPod. The Spartan Up Podcast is brought to you by Spartan Race. Make sure you're fueled up for your next Spartan Race by joining our food of the day at Spartan.com.